everyone. I'm Rachel here with Ari, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. This week, we're on episode 154, and we're asking, what are some novel outlining methods? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. So what is a novel outline? It's exactly as it sounds. It's a template that outlines the plot of your book from start to finish. Outlines are flexible and more like a guideline for your story. You don't need to follow it perfectly, but it's great to have some sort of direction in case you get stuck. With that said, do you need to outline your novel? No, you don't. Everyone writes differently. Some people outline before the first draft, others during the first draft. And some will outline after the first draft is written, while others just don't bother with an outline at all. No matter what you do or don't do, it's okay. Do what's best for you. Write however you're more comfortable. But if you want to try your hand at outlining your novel, here are some methods to try. First, I want to talk about the snowflake method. The way this method works is that you begin with a one-sentence summary of your plot. Then you expand that sentence bit by bit until you have a paragraph, then another, and another. For example, two crewmates on a pirate ship discover a treasure chest hidden in the captain's quarters. What do they do next? Were they supposed to be there? What's in the chest? What's the captain hiding? Keep expanding upon it until you have a sturdy plot idea and a solid direction to go in. You can also expand on that sentence by describing the scene or the characters. And if any of you are familiar with content writing and SEO practices, this is kind of similar to uh, skyscraping. And no, I don't mean like find a book at the bookstore and like look at their plot and then say, hmm, how can I expand upon this plot and make it better and then publish that as my own? That's not what I'm saying. Like, but the snowflake is your own idea and you just kind of build and build and build upon it and make it, um, make it, just make it bigger. And then voila. Snowflakey. Yes, snowflakey, yes. But remember, every snowflake is different. They're all unique from each other. So no, no plagiarizing or anything like that. Not even from your own work. All I do is plagiarize my own work. I'm forever writing things. Go, oh, that sounds great. It's like, wait, didn't I write that in another manuscript? Yeah, no, I've I've done that before too. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. it's like such a good idea. I'm going to use it twice. <laughs> I have to say, I've I've never tried the snowflake. I've never tried the snowflake method. It always seemed quite slow to me you know you start off with one and then you build it's like no 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 I've I always come to the table with a big old sack of ideas and scenes and everything and it would take too long to slowly like build it up and sort of piece it together it's kind of like you know, I just dump it all out on the table kind of feeling so yeah I've, I've never tried I've never tried that method so I can't say whether it's good or not <laughs> I've never used it either actually but I know it's a popular one okay with that we're going to move on to story arc so you plan out your story using the story arc pyramid and that is where you start off with your exposition which is like you know the beginning where the character is in their normal life and you know how they are regularly and then it hits the incited incident that changes that then you move to rising action climax falling action resolution so it's kind of like the basic points 
And what you're doing is you're telling yourself where you want the story to begin and how you want it to end. In the middle, you plan out the climax at the start, how the characters get to that point and what happens. So what you're doing is you're creating bullet points at the biggest incidents. The character is doing their regular life stuff, mooching about. Then inside an incident, something happens. Then rise in action. Things start changing. Tension builds, reaching up to the climax you know, the big point of the story and then you're falling action where things start calming down and then you've got the resolution at the end of the book. So it's a very simple, these are the main points and then within those you start to build up, right, okay, how do we get from um, inciting incident to climax? What is the rising action? Because obviously there'll be several things. It's not like one thing, two things. No, there'll be, are they going on a quest? Are they being kidnapped? Has there been a fire? Has there been a murder? And there might be several. There might be all of those things. <laughs> you know, you might be really churning it in. And what you do is you start with the basic points. Because let's be honest, when you come to a story, most writers, many writers come knowing the big action points, how it ends, how it starts, what the inciting incident is, you know, the, the fight with the big bab. Those are the bits they know. And then you've got to weave in the rest. So by ha using the story arc, you get the biggest plot points down first and then you can build from there and that's a pretty good one i think most people gravitate towards that either they try it or they stick with it and it's like i think most of the people i know who plot either use started with this or use this and then just amended it for themselves so you've got the story out which i think is a good one to start with especially if you're new to outlining and you're not sure how that's a good one i would say personal opinion it's funny that you say that as a good one to start for uh, beginners, because this is going to sound really stupid, but I actually did not fully understand what the story arc was until fairly recently. Because it was always something that we learned about in school. We would read a book in English class and we would analyze it and we would go over the story arc. And for some reason, I could never wrap my head around it. And I didn't like understand it. And when I write my own books, I don't necessarily think about it in order like that because I just have a lot of ideas. And then it somehow, when I write, I put those ideas, I like put them in order as I write the book. Uh, but yeah, I never, it for I don't use the story arc at all when I outline my novels. I mean, I guess I do in a way because every book has a beginning, a middle, an end, a climax, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I just never really like, no. <laughs> I can understand that, especially because there are so many methods out there. And it's quite interesting trying different things. And as you said, if you've got lots of little ideas all over the place, and maybe you haven't got, you know, some of the bigger points ready in your head, then the story art wouldn't work. Like I said, I, I, I kind of use it because I started with it when I started outlining. I was a pantser at the beginning. <laughs> I like the seven-point um, outline method, which is very similar. It starts with, like, um, the hook, which is, you know, the, the very beginning, and then it goes to, this is where I get it wrong, it's like plot point one, plot, uh, plot point one, pinch point one, mid, uh, midway, then it's, I want to say, pinch point two, plot point two, resolution, something like that. Wait, <laughs> is that seven? <laughs> but what it is is, it's exactly the same as that. It just breaks it down. So your your hook is the the exposition and the inciting incident. 
No, it's not. The hook is your like how it starts and moving into the inciting incident, which is like your plot point or your pinch point one, and then it, the rising action, and it literally spills out like, well, if you the rising action is your pinch point and your plot point that moves you towards the midsection, and then down towards the climax, and then to the resolution. So it's kind of based off of the story arc, and there's a few like that. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. I think there are so many different versions of the story arc, um, and I always called them story pyramids. So when I did try looking them up once, um, I typed in like story pyramid, and I kept getting all these random weird things because uh, it's not called a pyramid. It's called an arc, and I will die on this hill. It's a pyramid. Um so yeah, I think that was the other thing is that there are so many different versions of them that I never really knew which one to use and which one was like, you know, quote unquote better than the other. Um, but I, I do like that because the the 7.1, it just breaks it up into more steps. So it's, I think in the long run, it would be easier to use, easier to outline. Um, but it's also funny because like that type of arc, it's, it has like the beginning, towards the middle, the middle, after the middle, and then the end. And for a lot of people, they don't really know necessarily what the climax is or what's going to happen in the middle, which brings me into my next outlining method, which is called the bookend method. And, uh, you know, basically this is just for those of you who have some ideas for your novel, but not everything. Like, you don't need to outline it all. The bookend method is great for those who have an idea of how they want the story to begin and what the ultimate end goal is. Uh, like, for me, when I come up with novel ideas, I often have some sort of idea of how the novel will start, but I always know what I want the ending to be. And that's usually because I have sequel ideas in mind, so I know exactly how I want the book to end that'll flow well into the next story. Uh, but in terms of the middle, I have no clue. Like I know the main plot point, but that may or may not be the climax. I like, I really don't know what's gonna happen in the middle until I get to it. Um, and, and thus brings us to the sagging middle syndrome, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Um, so that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, I think the bookend method is pretty interesting. And you can do the bookend method however you want. You can use the story arc, but only fill in the beginning and the middle and just leave the top of the pyramid alone. Or you can make bullet points. You can use sticky notes. You can do you can do it however you want, just as long as you have a clear picture of what the beginning is going to look like and what the end is going to look like. I actually didn't know it was called the bookend method. I had heard of it, but I didn't know it actually had an official name. So that's quite cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know it either until I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, moving on. We'll talk about synopsis or mind mapping. These two are grouped together because they're more or less the same, but broken into baby steps. So first, the synopsis outline is... So first, the synopsis outline is a kind of a summary of the entire plot. You could be as detailed as you want without worrying about spoilers since no one is going to see it. This is just for you. So the synopsis can be like a page or two or however long it needs to be for you to explain the beginning, middle and end to yourself. And this is quite good. This is even I, I like this even if you're doing some other things. So if you're using the story arc and you've just got like bullet points and plot points, I kind of like starting that and then sort of like shoving them into a Word document and then building up until I've got like the synopsis 
explanation for every chapter or every scene individually. I think that's quite good. So that's where we talk about mind mapping, where you take it further to each chapter, also known as the flashlight method, which again, I didn't know. I'm learning so much today. So this is when you summarize what... <laughs> I actually knew the flashlight method because I didn't know. I used to use it. <laughs> ah, <laughs> the thing is, you know some things, but it's like I didn't know they had terms. But I, I actually hadn't heard of that. But it's like I didn't know they had terms for it. Oh. So all these people are coming up with terms that we don't even know. That's the thing. I thought I um I thought I had like created or invented something new, like a new outlining method, and then I was like doing research on something, and I noticed that I'm like, oh, I didn't create that myself. That's an actual thing. <laughs> Maybe you didn't. You just didn't name it quick enough. Uh, that's true. That is true. So yeah, the uh, flashlight method, that is where you summarize what you want to happen in each chapter. So you take the kind of the overall story and you break it down chapter by chapter by chapter, which is actually really good, especially if you get stuck with sagging middle syndrome. Because if you plot it that way, you can look at each chapter piece and figure out right which is the weakest pit. Where is it that like the action has started to um, the action has started to slow? The pacing has broken, and it kind of gives you a nice overview. And I have to say, I've known a few writers who they may do rough outlines and then they write, and then if they start struggling when they with their first draft after they finish their first draft, if they're not hundred percent sure, I have known people to reverse write their synopsis so they've already written the manuscript and then they use the um the mind mapping per, you know with per chapter and then they literally write their outline after they've written their manuscript and what they do is they literally write what they've done and then they can see it once it's broken down rather than looking at the whole you know pages and pages and pages of manuscript they can just use this document and go all oh, right these chapters are rubbish <laughs> nothing happens here so yeah Although we've talked about like outlines and how good it is to have an outline to start with, if you don't have an outline, if you're a planter, you can actually write one afterwards, especially on your first or second draft, because you might be struggling with points and it's too big a manuscript for you to like kind of see the big picture. Whereas if you take the information and you write the chapters out as a synopsis, or as a like a mind mapping way, that can work. So finally, we'll move to scene map, which is kind of what I like, and that is where you summarize each scene. So you're breaking down the chapters further, or in my case, I don't write chapters straight away. I start with scenes and then I thread them together and then I chop them into pieces and make them into chapters. So again, this is a great way to see your story in depth and it makes it easier to move scenes around as needed, which is why I like doing it. I write scenes in Scrivener and then I shuffle them all around. Just love it. So yeah. Okay, that's me. <laughs> You know, it's funny uh, talking about this. I'm realizing that I do multiple outlining methods at once, and I'm pretty sure I put more effort into my outline than into the actual novel. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I what I usually do is I typically do the scene maps, and I, okay, depending on the project, sometimes I will outline beforehand, sometimes I won't, but I will write the novel and then during the first draft, once I finish a chapter, I will take a notebook and I will summarize the chapter. And then I will have sticky notes and I will break down, I will break down the scenes. And I put the scenes on like the sticky notes on a poster board so I can like see it all at once so that I can easily move them around if need be. 
but then I also have each chapter summary so that way, because I write murder mysteries. So if they're interrogating somebody in the chapter summary, I can write down somebody's statement. But on the sticky note in the scene, I can say, oh, we got Seth's statement here. And I highlight it with the appropriate color. And everything's got to be color coded. OK, um, that's just a given. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I do things. I, I prefer doing the scene maps so that you can see everything there. But I still have the chapter summaries. I apparently, uh, yeah. I said I used to do the flashlight method. I guess I still do in a way, but it's not something I do beforehand. I do it as I write the first draft and as I edit the first draft. And again, if I have ideas beforehand, then I'll write those down before I start writing the first draft, which brings me into my final point brainstorming or a brain dump which you can argue that this technically isn't really an outlining method, but it helps, okay? Whether you're a planner or not, it's always a good idea to write down your ideas so you don't forget them because we are gonna forget them, it's inevitable. So a brainstorming session will allow you to plan out some of the characters or get an idea for some of the settings. Uh, you can write down any potential dialogue lines that come to mind and you know pretty much just anything pertaining to plot, characters, settings, what have you. And if you need to do any research, this info should also be added here. Um, and you may or may not refer back to these notes as you write, but at least you'll have them just in case. I have to admit, just going through this, I'm the same. I realize I do multiple methods in the sense that I start with just brain dumping, and then I, which gives me the biggest points, then I put them on tabs, and then I lay them out, and then I get the seven points. You know, I, I use my seven point plan, which has come from the story arc and I build that up. And then when I get that, I start to build up my um, my mind map by by scenes. And then by the end, I end up with like full chapters and scenes written out, usually about 18, 19 pages. Worth. And that's uh, it's interesting because I think people have this idea. It's like, oh, to, you know, you outline with this method or that method or no method. And actually, I wonder how many other writers use multiple methods and kind of tie them all together and, and uh, in pieces. Interested to know. Yeah, it's true because I, when I used to, when I started writing, I would always try one specific method and sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't. So I'd be like, oh, I guess I got to switch up my method and switch up my thinking. So I would try something new. And yeah, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, I still do a lot of those things, but I kind of smoosh them all together in like this, like specific Rachel method, <laughs> but it works. I mean, that's kind of the thing. I think in a lot of episodes, we mentioned that writing is trial and error when it comes to actual writing, outlining, editing. You just got to try different ideas, different ways of doing things. And eventually you'll find something that works for you. So with that said, I mean, yeah, there are many different ways that you can outline a novel. We didn't go over all of them in this episode because there are many more uh but you know just for the sake of keeping it short and sweet we discussed the snowflake method utilizing the story arc the bookend method and summarizing the book chapters or scenes and you can also just have a brainstorming session or don't bother outlining at all and just see where your thoughts take you so now we're going to turn it over to you guys and ask do you outline your novels and if so which method or methods do you use? Let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat. And remember, we release a new episode every Wednesday. 
Next week, we're discussing what a deuce ex machina is. I don't even know what it is, so we'll all find out together. To ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out. As always, thank you guys for listening to the Merry Writer podcast, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Scraps of Paper. We have notes everywhere. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.